Go back to stirring your so, health concoction. So people are going to think I'm a guest. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Michael Smith. <laughs> I've never been here before. This is all uh, quite an ex exotic setup here. Well, let me look at the things on the wall behind Oh, yeah. Me. Take a couple minutes to look around. You know, it always distracts the guests. It's actually less in here now that I don't work from home anymore. <laughs> uh, yep. There's the axe again. Your hatchet. Hatchet. Hatchet's still there. Don't Handy bring it into my hatchet. house. There are sharp objects and blunt objects hidden over on every floor all throughout. No, but it's just me. It just, it just, S. Michael Smith. It's just S. Michael Smith. With a cold. With a deep voice. With a sexy voice Sexy now. voice. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have to do some, uh, we're definitely going to find stuff for you to read in the phone, phone oh, sex God. operator voice. Well, we'll see. We'll see if, if, if my voice even holds out that long. Probably should lead That's with. That's good. That's tasty. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's just pomegranate juice, lime juice, and ginger beer. Mine got vodka, but otherwise, huh? same thing. Oh, and honey, that really didn't mix, because I screwed it up. There's like chunks of honey floating in it, I think. Oh, good. <laughs> so it's like the aloe drink. Perfect. Still going to help your throat. It's, it's like slow release. It's Pro a slow tip, release don't, capsule. Don't, don't mix honey in a cold drink, yep. especially with ice. <laughs> Pro tip, mix the liquids first with a whisk. Hi, we are Buddies in Space. You are... And that's Michael Smith, and you are... M. Michael Karasi. I would probably lead with sad news. Um, this is episode 98, which makes it the third to the second to final. The, the pen penultimate. The pen penultimate episode <laughs> of Buddies in Space. We will be ending officially on an even round 100. Um, we have a very special episode planned for episode 100 uh, and a special drink. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> pressure's on. <laughs> Damn straight pressure's on. <laughs> That's going to be a party, though. It is. It's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, you know, I we've been doing this for five and a half years. Can you believe that? No, I can't. <laughs> How is that even possible? We weren't doing it regularly at first, so it was very oh stretched gosh. out. But okay. yeah, our first recording was uh, like early quarter, first quarter of 2013. It's, <laughs> it's the very, very end of August 2018. So That's crazy. It's been a good run, but, uh, you know, I don't work from home. I'm definitely... Tired. More I know. Tired than I know. The be. time, the time constraints are getting a little more uh, difficult for you. And yeah, that's yeah. understandable. The podcast takes about five hours an episode, so it's about ten hours yeah. a month, which doesn't sound like a lot, but oh, like, it sounds like a lot to me. Okay, well then you get it. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a significant chunk of my free time, and uh, yeah, so I'm gonna miss it, but at the same time, I definitely could use a break. Yeah. And we'll st we'll still hang out. We just won't record anything, <laughs> right? Or you won't have to edit our our conversations after after this. Or a shameless plug: if hundreds and thousands of people write in demanding more buddies in space, we'll just record our hangouts, <laughs> and then we'll get our wives on there. And I don't yeah. have to do shit. Or if somebody wants to pick us up and you know pay for us to interview people, we would sure as hell do that. So funny story about that. Uh oh. <laughs> I think it'd be a good show if it was just us interviewing people. Well, so I thought about this. I, I dabbled in the gig economy for a brief second. I joined a couple of the gig sites. And then you realize, this is stupid. <laughs> well, I did it There's for a former coworker. It, it wasn't... Well, I, I actually bypassed, circumvented mm -hmm. the, the gig site because they were taking like an insane amount of money out of it. So I worked directly with the, the former coworker. Um, but I did see a paid position for a podcast host who what? would interview. And I was like... I seriously thought about it. I'm like, man, that would be really interesting to get paid to do this. Just do what you and I do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe well, I'll, I'll, I'll look around, right? Something, you know? uh, oh, oh you're going to cut me out, man? Is that... uh, I'm going to get in and I'll bring you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Why, why don't I get in and bring you? I don't know. I got more free time. Mm. <laughs> True story, bro. Huh? Uh, so, but I thought that, yeah, like if we took a break and then launched back in with something more interview focused, I feel like we've really honed our, our chops. Yeah. We, we love interviewing people. It's just, it's hard to get the, get people lined up sometimes. It's hard to get the right people because we know a lot of cool people. Yeah. Um, not everyone wants to be interviewed for one thing. Yeah. Your wife. Uh, <laughs> not everyone is the type of person who likes to talk about themselves. Yeah. So some people can be interviewed, but they don't really offer much. Um, and we went through a lot of interesting people that like were really good guests. I just, I, you know, I'm sure I would have more from my new job because there's so many people now, but mm-hmm. I just, the, the energy and drive is. Sure. I understand. You know, I'm really explaining to the audience. Okay. Right. Which by the way is still small after five and a half years. <laughs> I, cr- I, I looked at the numbers. Thanks guys. For those listening, yeah. really thank you. Cause I think there's maybe a handful of you at this point, but it's been fun. <laughs> so. Uh, let's let's talk about other stuff. Let's mm. talk about less less sad stuff. You got a new toy over there. I do have I do and have a new toy. Now this is um this is something that I came very close to getting for myself. Uh, I had a feeling and... because I had um oh god that's so thin that is so sexy. Did you see it unlocked just now? It's got the fingerprint. Right oh there. god damn that is sweet. <laughs> so uh, my my employer here. I'll let you play this while I talk. Where's the um. Oh, this is this must be a different one than a little bit different. This, maybe this is newer because I don't see the the camera pop up thing. Bloop. Oh, there it is! There it is! It's terrible, but, but I don't. But use, it's great because you uh, can just go. No, yeah, because no I you, fucking camera. hate webcams. So yeah, like you will never pop back oh, except when I show this, you up. This feels so. Nice. Uh, Smike fondles my new laptop. So uh, my employer, my new employer. I again work with Smike's wife. So I'm I'm gonna interrupt you before you go. Into <laughs> okay. That. So my I'm I'm still using the old uh, Yoga Two Pro. But it was a top of the line Yoga Two Pro, so it's still good. I mean, mm-hmm. It's still like a an i seven. Oh yeah, what gen do you know? Um, Sixth gen. Second gen. Oh the the i uh, no, yeah. I don't know. I this don't is know. eighth gen. Processor. This is brand brand new. But I thought it was like completely hosed. Um, I couldn't get it to start up. It would just blink. When? This is like a, a few months ago. Okay, no, I think I remember this. All right, and I couldn't get it to all of a sudden. I couldn't get it to start. And I I went online and researched and and people were like nope I couldn't I the same thing happened to me I had to just get a new motherboard and so I'm like oh god I, God knows how much this is gonna cost a new motherboard and a laptop is a whole new laptop yeah it's, yeah. yeah so th- at that point I'm looking around at laptops and this is this is the baby that caught my eye this must have just come out at that point yeah it's still hard to get and it was oh my god it's a sexy piece of laptop mm-hmm. <laughs> here but take it take it away before I. Well, something he, he, wait, so horrible. one of my favorite so, things about it is that it's a touchscreen. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking badass. And I have found myself, I was like, I probably won't use the touchscreen much, but I found myself, depending on what I'm doing, oh. Whoa. Um, <clears throat> I will end up just switching the touchscreen without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so tablet and cell phone oriented. Yeah, I still don't use my touch, the touchscreen on my yoga that much. I mean, it's it's fine. It's just, I this this though, I don't know. There's something that makes me want to touch this one more. Well, it's a it's essentially 4K. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't actually explain what I'm doing here. So, uh, let me set up Gwent for you, and you can fuck futz around. So with Gwent. so anyway, um, I was able to. I took mine in to. Oh God, I can't remember the name. It's a computer sh- repair shop that's in. Henrietta-ish, Brighton-ish. It's on, they're on, it's on Monroe. It's, uh, I'll think of them at the name and then plug it later. Good. Um, 
But they 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 took it, and I thought they were going to tell me, oh, this is going to cost you five bajillion dollars, yeah. yeah. And they said, nope, it was a Windows update problem. That's awesome. And they they put it on their bench and they got it to boot off of a um, a USB, and oh, it was a Windows update. It does didn't go through. It was like fifty bucks. I was like, yeah, I'm keeping this thing. But uh, boo, I don't get this super nice new Huawei MateBook Pro X. So go ahead and play Gwen. You don't have to actually know how to play. Just I have no idea how to play. Just this. drag here. Just drag cards. So uh, uh, got to put them in this area. So my my kid brother had the unfortunate the uh, unfortunately the opposite um, experience. He took his laptop in after it died, and they were like, the guy, no joke, he bought like a two hundred dollar laptop at Office Max. The guy, no joke, <laughs> points. To behind him, and there's three of the same laptop there. <laughs> and he goes, "Listen, man, I could take your money, and I could probably fix it, but you're better off just buying a new one because these are horrible laptops." And he and my brother's like, "Thanks." And the guy didn't charge him anything, <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty cool. I don't know, it was somewhere in central New York. Anyway, as I was trying to explain before, uh, it's it's just really fun to, the tablet experience. So. Yeah, it's not. I mean, this is this is really nice. Um, I'm just just having it here and touching the screen. The screen is so solid; it's like it doesn't wobble or give at all. And at the hinge, angle you close it, it and then open it, with, and you don't have to hold the bottom of the laptop. You know how most laptops yeah, want to rise. Kidding. The hinge actually just goes up. Oh wow! The, they've nice? got it like at exactly the right the weighting and everything torque. Yeah, of, or tension. Uh, of tension. Yep. No, oh, that is so. so moving. <laughs> what I'm trying to get to is my employer is very generous with their perks, and they have uh, a loan, a zero interest loan for personal computers for for employees. So I said, well, I don't have a work laptop anymore. Um, I mean, I do, but I, I can't use it. So oh. just take it. Just take it. Take it away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Before I get any more drool on it. I'm sorry. So I started to uh, to research and I was going to get a Mac and the new Macs had just gotten announced. And then all the shit happened. Did you read all the like backlash with the, the Mac stuff? No, like, I haven't given a shit about Macs in a long time. That's fair. Okay, but, ever. <laughs> but everyone hates the keyboard. So that's, that's a thing. And then uh, they were throttled. So what Mac did was they took the they haven't redesigned. Oh, I remember something about that that they they took the they they took the same design and they just stuck the the most up to date i core or i seven and i five. Yeah, it was like a heating issue, right? They didn't want them to get too warm or something. So yeah, I mean, even this gets pretty warm, but yeah, basically the the four thousand dollar spec machine like it was ju- it was an I think it's an i nine. There's a i nine now, hmm. and it's just so overpowered for the the heat dissipation, and they fixed it. But with a firmware upgrade, but it's like still way too hot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, I said, I don't, you know what? I need to admit that I don't need this. And then I'm like, but I do like Macs, like the look and feel. And then I found this and I'm like, oh, this is trying to be a Mac, but they managed to do everything better. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is the Huawei, right? Huawei? Yeah. The Huawei MateBook X Pro. This is the higher spec model. Um, Touchscreen, it's got, so what, the, the thing that actually made me like it the most is, you see how it's not like a normal widescreen format? Yeah. It's a 3.2 format. Okay. So first of all, it has the thinnest bezels of any laptop in the world at the moment. Yeah. And they are pretty gorgeous. Apparently it's 91% <laughs> screen to body. I remember reading about the, these, these the specs and stuff when I was looking at laptops, but. Because yeah. like no one really believed that it was possible, especially for a company that tends to ape, you know, Mac. Um, but yeah, so my problem with widescreen laptops is mm. there's not really enough real estate to scroll. Like when you're reading or you're typing, 
mm-hmm. like because they're so wide, they're not very tall. So this is a more old school format, which is more three to two, which is just below the four K uh, aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, this is actually zoomed in two hundred percent by default. Like the true, mm-hmm. the resolution is so small, um, but it's taller. And but because of the uh, the crazy thin bezels, uh, it doesn't feel taller. I mean, it doesn't feel bigger. So yeah. I have it's more functional to me in terms of writing and looking at the websites and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is more vertical space. Um, and then the, the webcam, it, all the all the yeah, people I love the little webcam pop up. So thing. to get the bezels this thin, they had to even bypass what Dell did, which was put the nose cam on the bottom of the screen. Right. So this is even worse if you're actually a webcam user. This basically shoots up your nose. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone's like, this is the worst webcam angle known to man. It doesn't. There's no one who is flattered by this. Right. Um, but but if you don't use a webcam, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my phone. It's perfect. So I don't ever want the webcam because you you can you you, you just have it. You keep it down. It right. pops up. It's so, like a key. It literally is it, it a key is. that it's, pops so up. So it's the F, what would normally be the F7 key. So I highly recommend anyone listening to this who cares about laptops at all. You should look at you should look at some pictures in the Matebook X Pro because it's pretty cool. So the webcam is its own button on the keyboard and it's, it just pops. And it's a very nice, it's very satisfying to pop mm-hmm. up. Did you do it? Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah it's, very, it's very satisfying like pop-up feel. But yeah, so the, it's a terrible satisfying, angle. Satisfying but, but useless. Exactly, which is a, which is what I think of webcams in general. Um, it's got a nice Mac esque uh, trackpad that it's still right left click, but it doesn't. It's less like button clicky, mm-hmm. um, and it's got some decent travel on the keys. So yeah, uh, I, I went super all in super on it. thin, super thin, um, but thick enough. Are... It actually is thicker than the previous model because they put it a USB A. Look. Um, I'm just I'm just hitting the keys. Just oh to yeah, and the back of it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's better than the Mac, um, but they actually went back to the old. They give you one of the old USB A nice. connections, and it's three. There's like barely any room for that. I know it's it's narrow, but that actually they actually went back because in the previous model that people didn't like as much, they had done away with it. It's hmm. all USB C. It charges through USB C. Um, yeah, I'm really happy. I've never owned a Windows laptop before. And these are not crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, nowhere near what uh, a MacBook would be like. A comparable MacBook would cost retail about six, five to $600 more mm-hmm. for very similar specs. You'd just be running Mac, obviously. Now, so that brings me to my story. So I was getting this loan. So I was going to spread the payments out over three. I'm spreading, spreading the payments out over three years. So it's impossible to get this laptop. It never stays in stock. You know, you don't configure it. You, there's either the iPhone. That's true. And I was looking when they would just come out. Oh, it was even worse. They were giving away a three hundred dollar gift card then too. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. It's like, where, where can I get this damn thing? Yeah, it was, it's it's still back ordered. Um, so I ended up saying, "Fuck it, I'll buy it on Amazon from Ant Online, who's a gigantic. They also are on Newegg. Well, I was going to buy it from mm-hmm. Newegg mm-hmm. because I wouldn't pay tax." But they were charging a $200 premium. So I said, all right, I'm spreading this out over 36 months. I really do want a laptop right now. I'll just suck it up. So whatever, they're, they're having, they make some kind of profit margin on this already, mm-hmm. right? They have to, otherwise, why would they sell it? Yeah. So maybe it's only 20 or 30 bucks, but they're making profit. And then they charge me $200 of pure profit, <laughs> right? So they made at least, we'll say $225 on this laptop, the sale of it. I got the fucking box. And I, I pick it up, and I just feel the laptop sliding around. And I'm Ooh. like, you've got to be kidding me. And I open up this fucking box from fucking Ant Online. And these assholes took $225 in profit from me and could not be bothered to put any padding in the box. 
So this normally retails for fifteen hundred. I paid seventeen hundred dollars for this laptop, and they couldn't afford bubble wrap. Oh man! A little bit of even some artfully crushed uh, packing paper. But like, it was the the box. The yeah, laptop the box was in a box. Right, but the I mean the and box that, is very minimalistic. It's not like yeah filled with padding. Although it is a pretty substantial box for the record. This is a nice box. <laughs> it is, it is a nice <laughs> it's box. Really nice well, they're box. really trying to be Mac. Oh my gosh! Oh, and the speakers are as good as you read. They're Dolby Atmos, and there's four of them. There's two top firing and two bottom firing. They're pretty amazing. I still love my, my little Yoga 2 Pro because it's orange. And it does come with a dongle, the higher-end model. Nice. But I ended up buying a nicer dongle. Huh. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, I, I've been using it for a couple of days. Uh, I'm getting into Gwent because the it's very satisfying to play Gwent on a touchscreen because you cannot do that on anything. Um, so, that's been awesome. But I uh, I wrote a very... Angry uh, review <laughs> yeah. of the seller and online, not the product, obviously, because mm-hmm. I'm not 80 and I understand there's two different review systems. <laughs> uh, but yeah, fuck you, Ant online. Like, come on, man. Crumple some goddamn two cent paper in there. Jesus. At least so it doesn't slide. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really like it. Yeah. And the, tu- and the, touch, the touch button, the fingerprint reader on the power button is really nice. Oh, yeah. It yeah. boots from being off so quick. You wouldn't even know it, mm. but when it when it wakes up because the window is hello, you just rest your finger on it. Nice, it's very nice. You're jealous. I am a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a lot. <laughs> I'll get over it. So you no <laughs> are about to embark on a trip. I am. Like like tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. Where. Where art thou heading? Going back to the wonderful city of Toronto. Back in the TRO. Back yeah. in the TRO. Back in the TRO and TO. Yeah, we go like once a year. We love it. It's a, it's it's a it's a wonderful city. I mean, I I, I prefer going there to to Manhattan. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and you live there. I lived on Long Island. Uh, I would I would like I would come into the the city. Uh, to, to Manhattan when I lived uh, on Long Island, like when in the you summertime, were young. I was y- younger. Well, I'm, yeah. why that's when people. Well, that's when my, New York's worth living 20s. in. It was a yeah, good that's when that. New York's worth living in. Is when yeah. you're in your twenties. When you when you're old enough to get out and do whatever the hell you want, but and maybe young enough money. to not suffer the consequences. I I don't know <laughs> to maybe live through them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you were down there before New York got even as ridiculously more expensive to live as it is now because oh. it's actually way worse. Uh. So all the artistic people are being driven out. Well, yeah, Toronto's a great city to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be a, a wonderful place to live. And I, you know, think about that every every day that we're under the current <laughs> administration. <laughs> so yep. it's a handy escape emergency backup plan. Well, your wife's a dual citizen, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. She's down with the Trudeau. She's my, she's my ticket out of here. <laughs> God damn it. Well, just remember us finally. We may give you our child. <laughs> Go on without us, Simon. Forget about mommy and daddy. You're Canadian now. Uh, we'll take him up north, like, uh, like, like the kids in, uh, oh my god, Logan. Logan. <laughs> You're just gonna find random coordinates in a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of kids, though, not, nothing to do with Toronto, but um, we went to a, a, a dog park recently. Oh, really? Yeah. This, this is our first time. Oh. And we, you know, we have a new dog now. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, it's Toma, Tama, Tama. He's like which means big year, head in Japanese. Yeah, kind of. Yep. It's it, that's where we got the name. 
So he's he's like a year and a half, two years old. He's still puppyish. Mm-hmm. Um, we never taken a dog to a dog park before because we never had a we, we hadn't had a dog that was social enough. Oh, really? I don't know. We we probably could have taken Kai to one. But we just had for whatever stupid fucking reason. This is the first time we've been to a dog proper dog park. So it was kind of a new thing. Um it was really cool. Yeah. He's like um there there are two areas when you get in there. There's two fenced in areas. Okay. And we thought that was kind of like it. I mean, I did. Mm. My wife probably knew what was going on. I had no idea. <laughs> so we go in. There's like one fenced little spot for um, for small, small dogs, dogs, another bigger fenced area for bigger dogs. Mm-hmm. This is a, we have a little bit of a bigger dog. So we take him there, and there's like a a couple of other people come in, and he they checks out the other dogs, and they're fine, kind of sniffing at each other and everything. And then we notice that people are going. Past the two fenced areas to a mm-hmm. bigger, like an actual park area. Oh. Where there's like a pond and trees oh. and like a, a swampy area. and. So was it like whatever. a socializing area to get your dog acclimated? Well, I, I guess. I mean, huh. that's that's what it turned out to be. So we're like, I guess we'll go back here where everyone else is now. <laughs> and it's like, it is like dog paradise. They are running around. There are dogs swimming in the pond. <laughs> They're chasing the frisbees, and you know we're like, okay, this is our first time, so we're gonna, you know, he's gradually. Uh, he's we're not gonna get him wet. I mean, come on, <laughs> this is a little ridiculous. Like a minute later, he is running around. He's in the pond. He's like going freaking nuts, and we're like, well, okay, um, I guess that's what we're doing. He actually. Yeah, he kind of he kind of pulled free. We, we didn't have a we didn't have a great grip on the on the leash. I'll Uh-oh. blame I blame my wife for that one. And he was like <laughs> just running around with the, with the leash trailing after him. But he was like he was fine. He, he Are you not supposed dogs. to let dogs run free in that park? No, everybody was. Oh, okay. We yeah. were like we were the but jerks you... that were trying to keep him on the leash out there. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, but no, he oh God, he had such a good time, and you know, of course, we had to give him a bath afterwards. But it was. Um, it was a really, really good experience. Nice. They should have those for children, you know. Children's parks? Just thinking that, yeah. Like play parks? Exactly. Like grounds where you could play? I Yeah. And I was thinking like, man, this is great. Why don't, you know, human kids have something like this too? Yeah, like a, like a ground play. Like a like a play ground. Um, sure. Like a, a the, park. A grounded with, area where they can play. Where they can play, yeah. Yeah, yeah playground. No, yeah. I got you. No, I, may, I don't know. Maybe, maybe someone thought of that somewhere. It seems like a good idea. I mean, there's yeah. probably some money to be made there. But, but you know, I, I imagine lawsuits up the wazoo with that. Mm. You know how people are with their kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, if a dog gets hurt, eh, that's one thing. But if a kid gets hurt in one of these, I mean, you, like, you're going to get sued into oblivion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you can't <laughs> make them be safe. I mean, I guess you could put gravel down or maybe like, like mulch. Maybe whatever some, some sort absorbs of spongy, impact, yeah. Um, like foam rubber sort of material. Right. Well, I mean that's just crazy. This is crazy talk. Yeah. Who would do that? Who would yeah, go through that? I, I wouldn't. I don't know. So, so is this like a situation where you don't have to like be as active with Tama to let him burn off energy because he can kind of amuse himself? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, yeah, we were surprised. We we didn't know what to expect. We know he's gonna like. Is that the appeal of a dog? I don't know. Is, is it the social aspect? I don't really know. 
I don't understand dog park. I'm going to be honest. Um, it was our first time, so we weren't sure if we were supposed to be talking to other people or not. <laughs> so we didn't. We were like kind of keeping to ourselves mostly. We you, said hi to a couple of people. Oh my God. You are Erica and I at the first like birthday party we went to <laughs> with Simon's classmates. That's what. So you have experienced now one of the more awkward aspects of being a parent of a young. And we, we were just like having fun watching him run around. <laughs> And, you know, he, he, like, found another dog that he's like, seemed to like, and they were, like, uh, they made friends. going off. Yeah, like, they made friends. <laughs> All right. We're just going to Did gonna that dog's owner seem around. okay? I mean, you know, was it the I, kind of, was it the I don't know. owner you want your dog <laughs> playing with his dog? Or, you know what I mean? We should have checked out what kind of car they were driving when they were Oh, driving. absolutely. You know, find out what, what, what references, <laughs> what job they had. Uh, but, yeah, it was a great time. We're definitely going to gonna go back to... Uh, to do that again. Nice. Um. Anyway, there. That was it. That was my. That was my little dog anecdote. <laughs> it was. It was a beautiful anecdote. And to to tie it back, yeah, we're we're leaving for Toronto, and we had to drop our dogs off at respective uh, kenneling places. So that that always is kind of a suck thing. So why do you separate them? Um. The older dog is like. Every time we've kenneled him for like the past three or four years, he's, he comes back worse, right? He comes back worse. Yeah. He like as specifically he, I'm not making this up. He wags his tail so hard that he he breaks it open and is like is like swinging blood everywhere. I don't even know what. The... I'm not. I'm not. This is not an exaggeration. <clears throat> Can you just duct tape it before you leave? Um. <laughs> we actually. So we what we're doing we done. The last few times we t- we kennel him at the vet, right? Because they can treat him, <clears throat> care when, for his split yeah. open tail. Oh, God. So we actually, I I looked online and I found these things. I forget they're they're called like dog ends or something, and <laughs> it's like so. Do you do you remember these? Um, the 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 finger traps. Yeah, the Chinese finger trap. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's basically that. <laughs> It traps their tail inside of it. Yeah, and you you like you have an applicator thing which kind of makes it spread open, and uh-huh. then you put it over the tail, and then you... and then it. I mean, you don't just do that. You know, you like you tape it up a little bit, and you put a little bit of um, gauze around the the end for padding. Okay, but um, we're trying that right now. So this is this is a problem for other dogs too. Yeah, you you don't have the only dog so dumb about wagging its tail that it. No, this is, you know, some, and, uh, the vet suggested that we amputate his tail. Damn. And I was really not down with that. I mean, Kai's, he's on the older end. He's he's an old dog. He's like, he's 10, 10, getting on 11 years old and he's a bigger dog. So that's pretty old. Yeah. And I, it's not an uncommon thing. Um, for younger dogs, Tail docking is, I guess, a little. It's not quite as awful. Okay. Because they 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 recover a lot faster. Is it like getting circumcised when you're a baby versus getting circumcised as an adult? I maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but everything I read was like, yeah, it's it's going to be painful. Mm. There's going to be recovery time. It could take you know weeks to. They recover from that. I'm like, I don't really want to put my dog through that. Yeah, really. Um, so let's try this the little finger trap on the on the tip of his tail and see if that 
that helps. Does this only happen when he's at the vet, or does it happen at home too? It only happens at home because he's not in an enclosed space. He's not in a an actual kennel most of the time, right? Um, and he's not as excited. I mean, he's like he's chill at home, <laughs> right? Well, except when we're there, but that's yeah. <laughs> and you know we're you know we careful. We try not to if he if he goes he's going nuts. We you know get him away from a wall or something, right? Okay. Oh yeah, we we pay attention to it. But anyway, the our kids are now kenneled. <laughs> and one of the intrinsic differences between human children and dogs. Yeah. It's it's certainly convenient, but I do feel a little bit you know I feel a little guilty for, for doing that. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? Well, I'm not gonna take him to Toronto, unfortunately. Yeah. That would be uh that'd be kind of a mess. It would not go well. So yeah, dogs are um, off on their own separate vacations, much lamer vacations than what we're going on. <laughs> well, it just makes them appreciate off, you more. Heading off to the Great White North. Very nice. Yeah, I'm jealous. Toronto is always a good time. We've gone with you twice now. I know, and there's like there's so many new cake places. Ah, I can't really try. Uh, but how many charcoal ice cream places are there, Spike? Well, I think the at least the one is still there. There yeah. might be more now. I'm sure. Because it was a popular yeah, thing. Yeah, if it's a popular thing, then a million places are going to do it. You can get cheesecake, Japanese cheesecake. Oh, so, there's like a, a jillion Japanese cheesecake places now. <laughs> uh, cities. But I think we have to go back to the um, Pabura. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Just for the song. And see if they're still playing that music. I can't believe that. I can't and, believe that. And see if the there. staff have all hung themselves. And <laughs> <laughs> so... Okay, one, I'm, I'm going off on a completely different uh, tangent here. Hit me. You're sick. You can do what you want. You can get crazy. Right. So I was thinking about the last podcast. We were talking about going into the past and doing that. Was no, that the a couple one? episodes ago. A couple episodes Don't, ago. The donuts are the last one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> we threw away so many I, donuts. I, I, so did, I, I threw away some. <laughs> I I should have thrown away more. <laughs> Did you see what Mel? Oh yeah, you saw what she texted, right? Um, maybe. I got I got a text from Mel. Oh, maybe it was just to me, and she's like, "I just saw my husband walking around eating what looked like a human heart. I'm concerned. Are you still alive?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's an apple fritter from Ridge Dog." Yeah. Oh <laughs> um, God, I was. I, I'm still recovering from that. Seriously, episode from the donuts. I think. Jesus. Oh man. I think you're six, Mike. No, well, uh, there's that too. <laughs> but that, I for like days, I was after that. I was like, <laughs> not not my best. I I was eating donuts for days after that. <laughs> but I can, I can handle sugar like a champ. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you guys always have candy, which is just such a I don't know. It seems such a weird thing. Yeah, I've explained this to you. I eat extremely healthy, and then I have a horrible sugar addiction. So I like to think that the instead of pulling ahead with the healthy diet, I'm just kind of even. <laughs> and I fast. So all the sugar contributing to the possibility of cancer growth is counteracted by the fact that I fast, which is the has the opposite effect on cancer. Okay. So I'm hoping that. So I basically just some 50-50 on cancer. <laughs> I should be way ahead on not getting cancer, but because of the candy. Anyway, going into the past. So you were thinking. Yeah. Deep so thoughts with Jack Going into the past. We kept talking about like going into the past and what are we going to change, right? Is that is that like the main reason people would want to go into the past? You wouldn't want to just go into the past and like, hey, this is a really cool thing. I want to go back and and check this out, or I want to go back and relive something that was a good time. 
I, uh, I've seen those things in movies. So Game of Thrones this last season did a bunch of reveals that could only be done by going into the past and just watching it. Mm-hmm. So that was a major plot point. So I feel like right now it's a little more in the zeitgeist because they confirmed some stuff that everyone had already known but hadn't been officially ever said. Um, <clears throat> I think that the average person, I think as we get older, we tend to collect regrets. And so I think most people, when they think of going to the past, yeah, that they, they approach it from a I want to change something standpoint. Um, I, I always thought it'd be interesting to attend famous events and see how they really play out because I feel like history is generally going to get stuff wrong. <laughs> you know, like I'm very interested in how Hollywood's going to handle all the shit <laughs> right now because you know they're going to handle it in an interesting way. But having lived through it as an adult and paid attention, being having paid attention to it so closely. I want to be there now. I want to be. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in that future where we're looking back and going, "Oh, that's what happened." Those are the crazy times. Yeah. Good thing things are way better now. Um, but I'm very curious because for the first time in my life, I've been extremely politically aware. I've been keeping up on the news like for years. I want to see the movie. I know. Yeah. And be like, this is not in any way what actually <laughs> how it played out because the shit that has been going on lately has been so crazy. That you don't need to do anything to the I story. I feel like we only get the we're, we still only have like the tip of the iceberg, and that like there's there's so much that else that's gone on. Oh yeah, that we'll find out in like years. From well, now. that's what the movie's about. Yeah, that's what I want. It's going to fill in all the shit that we don't get until you know hindsight. Like after Mueller, Mueller, Mueller right. finally is like, here's what was really going right. on. Right, Mueller is going to provide the source material for so many <laughs> movies and books and comic books and webisodes and fucking Netflix streaming shows. It's Mind-boggling. But um, do you have a specific event? Like what? Or were you just... It was a discussion topic. It was just a discussion topic. But I was like specifically thinking about, you know, good times that... From my own past that would be okay. fun. To not just go back and and revisit, but like... Re-experience. To re-experience. But to re-experience knowing what I know now. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Like... You know, I remember when Street Fighter 2 came out and nobody had any idea how to play it and we were just button mashing. Yeah. If I could go back then, I would kick so much ass at that. You'd be game. that guy, yeah. I would You'd be, be like that the, guy. the Street Fighter guru. Oh yeah. And they'd be like, "How did you do that flash kick?" Like <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. You like do the no look where you're looking at them while you're doing the move and they're like, what? Dalsing can throw fireballs. Oh my what? God. They're so slow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I had a, so in college, it's funny. I, there was one point in my life, which used to be the best time of my life for a good chunk of time. It was the best time of my life was college. Um, I was at the house for the first time. For the first time I had a childhood, mm-hmm. you know, like I had a, I had a young childhood, but then I became the man of the house at like 12. So that all fucking <laughs> went by. And again, and none of this is stuff I would change, but there was a point Early on in college, where I had this thought, and I'm very glad I had this thought because I think it was fairly at the time it was fairly deep, and it was, this is the best time of my life up to this point. I <laughs> need to stay in it as much as I can while I'm at college, and I did that. The most of the time I was at college, I stayed in the moment as much as possible, and I didn't do that much afterwards for a very long time. Not until like parenthood. <laughs> now I'm trying to become a lot more mindful about stuff, um, but luckily. Like, I feel like I lived my, what was the high point of my life of the first like 20 some odd years. Like I was actually experiencing it pretty fully. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
So I don't have a lot of that kind of regret. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you there. Like I, up, up to and including high school, it was pretty much a drag. Right. <laughs> and I, I had always thought, um, when I get to college, things are going to be so much better. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking that for years and years and years. I'm like, I can't wait to get to college. Finally, all this shit's going to get cool. better. <laughs> and and it was. <laughs> oh my god, it was so much better. College uh, is dangerous because it's one of the few times in your life where like it often will like out like surpass the hype. You know, yeah, because you can't know how different it's going to be. Well, I I had a couple of well, I had a couple of things going for me. Um, Oh, do tell. Well, no, I, I, one was I went to a small liberal arts college. Right. So it was like in the middle of fucking nowhere in Iowa. <laughs> um, so there weren't a lot of distractions, which was, I mean, there wasn't that much to do. It, is the it was, it, you were in college it. life doing college things and sure. that was, that was it. That was what was there. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, and the other thing was at that point in my life, I was not drinking. Right. And uh, I like everybody around me was. <laughs> All my friends, were, well, most of my friends were uh-huh. were drinking. Um, it messed up a few people that I knew, like bad. It it, it does that. There's, there's yeah. a portion of the population. That's what you were saying because they never. Um, they're suddenly in the, in a world where they like nobody's telling them to slow down or you know you can't do that. Well, you've heard of Catholic school syndrome, right? Yeah. I mean, when you are that rigidly controlled by parents school society whatever and suddenly you're just handed like carte blanche be like okay go nuts but be smart about it yeah some some kids just can't fucking handle that it's too much it's not fair Mm -hmm. to them to do that to them you know but yeah yeah, i can believe that i I knew some kids who failed out who game video game themselves out of a out of a school yeah that was i (laughs) probably came a little close to that we didn't have have a whole lot going on there Mm -hmm. in terms of video games but um, well, luckily for you, it was before like online gaming was as prevalent. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we were just getting getting started with that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like we had like ARPANET back then. There was no there was no real internet. At but college is like for a lot of people, myself included, that was the first time I had really good internet. Uh huh. And a, and a, an intranet to share stuff. Like, that's where I like, found out what all the tentacle porn shit was about. Because it was just, you just jump on other people's computers and there's tentacle porn for days, man. I'll tell you what, SUNY Geneseo had a lot of tentacle porn. <laughs> oh, man. No, no. I, I guess I dodged that bullet, too. <laughs> you just got to do it later. In, yeah, I got, <laughs> later, after I got my studies. My, may I commend you? You have a, a, an incredibly diverse and complete <laughs> collection of tentacle porn. <laughs> Thank you. You're I've been curating it for years. And the display, the way you display it is... It's frightening. I think yeah, I'm going I was going to say brave, but okay. yeah, you know. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you would go back to college? Yeah, college it? was, I mean, it wasn't, obviously it wasn't, wasn't all a blast. Uh, there were... I was I got really stressed out from a lot of the the studying and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, you know it was it was a hard school it was a tough school but um, man I was I got involved in so much other stuff I was in I I think I, I averaged like one theater show per semester yeah me too um, and that was that was huge for me that was like that was some of the best times I I'd ever had being in. In shows and just being involved with the cast, and you know, it was it was it, 
it was a, a, a social thing for me that I, I never had in my life before. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard Erica say this, but she always, you know, she always wanted to be an actress. Um, but a lot of it had to do with that camaraderie that that I think from mm-hmm. what she said is the most attractive part of it. Not like going deep into character work. It's just right. like building that like temporary family thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fun. And you end up dating a lot of those people. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't really do that. No, none. Some. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, dating... there must have been some. Some, yeah, but I dated more non-actresses. No, you know what? It was cyclical. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, I dated the 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 dancer I wanted to date. I couldn't I couldn't pull that off. But yeah. anyway, it was that that whole thing for me. I've been I'd not been a particularly social creature. Right. Prior to college. And anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can do it or not. I, I, I take it in doses. Sure. I can do it. Um, yeah, and that, that was a great time for me. But yeah, I think, to answer your original question, yes, I think when most people think of like going back in time, I think most people think, oh, what would I change? You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't often hear like, oh yeah, I wish I would just go back and there was a, there was a movie that I, I enjoyed called, about, I think it was About Time. Mm-hmm. It's a British that comedy. really familiar. It's uh, uh, Bill Nye mm-hmm. is, is a, the dad and Donald Gleeson is his son and it takes like time travel like in a really like funny off the cuff way where the dad just sits his son down. He's like, you're 21 now and um. I, I, I've been wondering how to say this to you for years, and it was just as awkward for my father, but um, the men in our family have the ability to time travel hmm. once they turn 21. So it was kind of like the butterfly effect, only a little bit lighter? Way li- <laughs> way lighter. Oh my God, so much lighter. Um, and he's like, yeah, and you you know, you know, could change things, and there are repercussions, um, but you can go back and, and be in that moment again. So it's not like you're you know beside yourself. It's like you're there again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very cute movie, uh, but there's a scene at the end, towards the end, where he and his dad just go back to when he was a kid and his dad was younger, mm-hmm. just playing on the beach. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking of with the experiencing moment again. Because he's like, hey, dad, what moment do you want to go back to? And he's like, I know. And they just go back to that moment. It's just like this very cute little scene where it's like, they're not changing anything. Yeah. They're not looking at anything for a, like a historical perspective. It's just, this was a fun day that I always remembered. Let's go do it again. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can get into that. Yeah. Um. And I was thinking, kind of the flip side of this, the uh, the Black Mirror side, when um, you have the the episode where people can are they're like literally recording everything that they watch. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> Too much perspective. So you can go back and like exact see exactly what happened any time in your. Too past much perspective. <laughs> see, so okay. Well, I guess we're it's gonna be one of those episodes where we go deep. So yeah, here's why that's a terrible idea. Um. I don't think anyone really psychologically would disagree with the fact that like we are not made up of like truth and facts and accurate recollections. You know, our, our memories change over time. Our perceptions become, I think more slanted over time. Like we are the, the, our, our psyche is comprised of like weird filters Mm -hmm. and misremembrances and all sorts of weird shit. You know what I mean? So I think if you hold, and, and I, I think you could probably draw a lot of parallels to the current political climate, when you draw that against reality, like stark reality, mm-hmm. suddenly a lot of little things are going to be going to add up and you're going to realize like you're not who you think you are. 
<laughs> and or then, other people aren't who you think they are. Uh, yeah, or nothing is what you think it oh, is. Oh, okay. And, you know, I think generally you'll find you're not as amazing as you you think you are, you know? <laughs> um, it's like, it, it always makes me think of that uh, Hitchhiker's Guide scene. You read that, right? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yeah. When he gets put in the, like, the universe machine... Oh yeah, yeah. It's like one, of, like some ultimate weapon or something. Yeah, it's supposed it's to be an ultimate weapon. Supposed to crush your. Yeah, and the guy, like psyche. the guy who created it, did it to kill his wife, and all all it does is makes you realize how insignificant you are in relation to the size of the universe. Yes, and it just destroys you knowing that. Right. But then when they put the main character and they like turn it down, so he becomes way more important than everything else. <laughs> well, but it turned out that the universe was created so he could. Um... No, that was what that was a setting they changed. Oh. Yeah, because he's like, I'm the... They're like, no, no, no. We just... We didn't want to kill you, so we altered it. I have to reread that again. Reread it, because that's what you are meant to think happened, and then they they explain it later. Uh Uh-huh. Look it up. Anyway, uh, that's my... It's Mike. That's the way I remember it. Well, that's that's who I am. God forbid there's a thing in my eye that records it and I have to go back and read it. They must have read Condat in another one of the books. No, it was was in that book. All right. (laughs) Anyway, we can look it up after this. (laughs) Uh... But it may, it's it's like that. It's like when you're presented with the reality of a situation, like it would really fuck up a lot of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah, I guess that's that's my point. Yeah, and uh, you know, certainly, if if you could do that, it would. I think as part of that that Black Mirror episode is you you would spend way too much time dwelling on everything and overanalyzing everything. And not getting on with your actual life. Not getting on with your actual life. Also, maybe you're right. <laughs> it's still shitty. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But that I, I think part of the point of that was also like the do you really want to know question. You know what I mean? Like, do you really want to know? Like, if you could pull off a marriage that really wasn't that bad, mm-hmm. but your wife's cheating on you, do you really want to know? Because he does, because he has the ability, right, to yeah. see... And look, this is like season one, so I'm, if, if I'm ruining yeah. something for you, no. too bad. Um, but yeah, Black Mirror is so freaking smart because it, it puts so many like philosophical questions and explorations and extrapolations of repercussions of technology. It, it layers them in. You know? Yeah. Like, no. Well, I, I was, you know, I'm obviously that's like the, the darker part of that story. Right. And the wife cheating. But the smaller parts... Like when the the guy comes in, is like, "Hey, look at what I just went through in my job interview. What what was everybody? What did you guys think about this? What, right. I'm going to play it back for him. And that's like that kind of. I I wouldn't want to to be able to hyper focus at any time. You'd never on, move forward. Yeah, you would never you'd move. Always forward. be looking. You'd be walking backwards through life. Exactly. Yeah, just exactly. looking back. No, you're absolutely right. Um. Yeah, that's definitely one of those like. I'm glad this doesn't feel particularly realistic, unlike some other episodes, because this this really looks like it would be awful. <laughs> well, again, the technology is not that; it's not unimaginable from what we have now. It's I'm not... really starting to not want to know about technology as much. <laughs> have I told you that? No, man. I'm getting to this point where it's like we live in a fractured reality. And it's just getting easier and easier to just get fucking disconnected. And I know this is me getting older. I, I know I sound like an old person saying this. But I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do with my kid. <laughs> well, one of the... You, you probably already remember reading this. One of the, the darker things that I've read in like the last year or so um, is that we 
our video editing technology is like right about at the point where it is not going to be possible to help the videos doctored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like we're about to cross the threshold of there's no there's no fingerprint to it anymore. No it, yeah. Just because something got captured on camera, we we aren't going to be able to tell if it's real or not. Which means that what has been traditionally one of the most reliable like pieces of evidence becomes inadmissible. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like reality. That's going to be a really disturbing, interesting time to yeah. be in. And then you, very soon you mix AI into that, and it's like, well, if we get to that point, and then you let you just tell an AI program, well, just do this, and it could create. Like yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking scary, man. <laughs> it's really scary. It's been really cool watching my uh, Simon is in a, a huge creative kick lately. Oh, cool. So he's been nonstop drawing and blocks. I've noticed, yeah, he's been doing more with the interesting stuff with the Legos and the mm-hmm. magnets and like getting getting much more creative in the last like few months or something. Yeah, and it's and so he had he had a series of growth spurts, which is why he's so fucking tall <laughs> and eating us out of house and home. I'm getting a very small preview of the grocery bills in about <laughs> 12 years. Um, but uh, yeah, so he, they also had a couple of mental leaps and it is funny that they're really clear when it's happening. Cause when he's <laughs> growing, he sleeps all the time, eats a ton and is suddenly heavier. And then when he's having a mental leap, he barely sleeps. Do- he doesn't have much of an appetite and suddenly his vocabulary leaps forward. That's usually the way you can tell, like talking to him is like, wait, you just aged a year in your conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and so Erica and I have been talking about this, and it, it, I give mostly credit to Erica. She's always been good about reading, the, you know, knowing about the research. But we do not, we've never really handed him a phone, never handed him a tablet. Mm-hmm. He's played maybe 20 minutes total of video games, just futzing with buttons on rare occasions. Mm-hmm. He watches TV. I played a video game with him uh, like a month ago or so at that oh. arcade. Oh, yeah. Um, but we don't let him space out in front of a video game. He will. We, we will. We start. shot. We, we shot Terminators together. Yeah, he really loves gun games. <laughs> and the Straw just Museum. A small dose of it. Just a small Straw dose. Museum has a nice little plaque right next to their uh, Alien Resurrection game or whatever, where it's like talks about gunplay and the uh, the over you know sensitivity about it. Um, <laughs> I mean, my kid is not a violent kid, so. Uh, but re- regardless, I know, I know that if we were just tableting him all the time. And preparing him for the where the technology is at, like this this imagination could not have developed to that extent. There's just no doubt in my mind that that's the case. So I kind of feel like we're making that choice of like we're giving. You don't, our you don't kid, think virtual Legos are going to be just as fun? As did you great? hear that they built a with over a million pieces? They built a a, a life size working replica of a Bugatti a Chevron or whatever. What I just read about it tonight. No Lego <laughs> Lego spent. Like six months, used over a million pieces. <laughs> it has twenty three hundred and four Technic motors inside it. What? It has a working Lego made speedometer. It can go <laughs> eighteen miles an hour, theoretically. <laughs> theoretically. Theoretically. And they it would che- probably crunch if you tried to sit in it. It's life size. It does have so they cheated in that they use Bugatti tires and rims and a few steel frames in various parts. Yeah, I think if you went like Lego for the tires, you would just be leaving a trail it, of Legos. Yeah, it wouldn't. Just, this is not going to work. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. He He's tactile. I want him to be tactile. But then I feel like he's going to be the only tactile child <laughs> in 10 years. Well, he'll, he'll rule the world then. Yeah. 
Well, so, okay, so here's a question for you. So I've been talking a lot about millennials lately at work. So some interesting facts. Uh, this is the first time, and I'm just verbatim taking scripted stuff from the, the classes my coworkers teach in the learning and mm-hmm. development team. Uh, but I took a really interesting class from one of my coworkers. It's a diversity class. And it's not traditional diversity. It's the business case for diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, creativity and exposure and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, some interesting facts came out of that. So uh, for the first time, and this is actually pulled from another class and I'm combining. Um, for the first time in, I guess, in history, and at least in America, there are five generations working at the same time. So you have the traditionalists, oh, the baby boomers, well, yeah. the Xers, Generation uh, Y, the millennials. Yeah, it's just going to get... Okay. And, and <laughs> I'm well, going to say that's going to get worse, but yeah. <laughs> and what I'm calling iZombie, because we're watching a show called iZombie, <laughs> uh, but it's they're either it's iGen or Generation Z, but I guess iGen is what they're going to be called now, which okay. pisses me off that Apple gets to brand them. Um, but since iGen and Generation Z, I've just combined them into iZombie. Anyway, um, so you have these five generations, uh, but... You know, millennials are getting older now. You're getting these elder millennials who are basically a little younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting to me that more so with Generation Z, they don't talk. Like, apparently the social skills are legitimately a problem. But hmm. they have developed these incredibly complex lexicons using, like, GIFs and memes. <laughs> And it is apparently Jif. I guess the guy who created it wanted it to be thought of as the peanut butter, so it got remembered. And then iGen calls it Jif. So GIF is wrong. Um, but yeah, so I, we were having this big group discussion in this diversity class about iGen. And, you know, all the parents are like, oh, they don't talk. And I'm like, yeah, but... And, and they're like, they don't even they won't even text. And I'm like, they have this incredibly complex, like multifaceted way of communicating with like GIFs that can say way more than 160 character text. Like why, like no one seemed to think about that. And I'm like, hmm. you're, you're so stuck in your, it's so ageist. <laughs> like I was really pissed off about it, you know, granted my kids not all have to do it yet. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the point of all that was what I don't think is going to change. And I, I wanted to see what you thought about this. What is not going to change when Eric and I were talking about is that ultimately in this nonverbal generation that's forming i'm willing to bet that some of the most successful people are going to be the ones who have social skills yeah because that is never going to stop being a part of the human like success track being able to relate to people yes you know well that makes sense to me but maybe it's just because i'm ageist (laughs) (laughs) oh you got me beat by a generation but yeah i mean i guess time will tell but it seems to me that confidence and communication skills verbal communication skills empathy it's no matter how much we become dependent on technology, it's going to be harder to have them, but they're still going to always be important. I think. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, that's that's the old. Uh, what is it in the in the land of the blind? The the one eyed man is, is king. king. <laughs> right. That, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like it could be a stuttering, barely perceptible uh, social grace, but compared to everyone else not having any. <laughs> yeah. I, as long as that, as long as that's coupled with you know the awareness of what everyone else is is keyed into and how they're well, yeah, and I think I mean empathy. You know, you have to have some emotional intelligence because if you're just like kind of gregarious and you're you know just, you're just not picking up on point. yeah, you yeah. you just become obnoxious. Yeah. No, yeah, you have the emotional intelligence of a sea slut. Yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> not what I mean. 
Um, but I did read another interesting article. I've been reading a lot of articles lately. Did you hear that car dealers are, are having a really hard time getting staff? Mm, no. Yeah. When has that not been true, though? Well, it's especially bad now to the point where, like, Ford or Chevy, someone had 100% turnover because the same position kept – people kept quitting on it over and over again. And what they're tri- attributing to is they can't get younger people in these roles because kids don't – like, you can subscribe to a car now. And they know how to research online. So they're like, why would I want to be in a situation where I'm probably ripping someone off? I'm not being truthful. Yeah. It's stressful. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, that I, I would agree with that. Right? But <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. Stuff. Like, and, and that brought me to that. Do you remember all the, like, the angry articles about how millennials were killing buffalo wild wings and Applebee's? Do you remember, do you remember that? Like, last year? Not really. It was a thing for a while. And it was like, oh, these fucking millennials. They're not drinking enough. Beer companies are, are having trouble. And, oh, the chain restaurants are are, having, are failing. And I'm thinking to myself, good. Yeah, chain restaurants fuck, suck. I'm fuck sorry. Them. Yeah. Millennials are healthier. They're poorer. Good for them that they're making healthy choices and not spending what little money we've allowed them to have. And they're going to, like, Chipotle or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know. <laughs> But they're drinking tea. They're like more tea connoisseurs than wine connoisseurs in their generation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I I know I straddle. I know I'm a zennial and I straddle. And so I'm technically a millennial if you look at the absolute bare minimum definition of it. <laughs> uh, I don't identify that way, though. You self-identify as a, a Z? I self... No. Way too old to be a Z. Or a Y, right? No, I self-identify as X. Oh, okay. So, so I've told you about the gen- the Oregon Trail thing, the gen- the Zennial thing. Uh, I, I right. I look at this stuff so much I can't remember. Oh, okay. So there's enough sociology backing it up. I've always felt conflicted about where I fit in because I have a, I had a childhood, no internet, no cell phones, no twenty four hour television. I had a childhood. Yes. And then all of a sudden, it all changed. And then I'm firmly in the tech sphere. Mm-hmm. So I have two distinct sets of memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because I came of age exactly when I did, there's a subset of about six years in between Gen X and Gen Y where they're starting to call it the Zennial generation because it's like you used a rotary telephone and then you own, you know, then you were using a cell phone several years later. Like that, it's like it's such a rapid change mm-hmm. that it's never happened before in history because <laughs> so many things changed all at once. So. Uh, so maybe I'm a little more sensitive to it, but I get really annoyed when people like beat up on the younger generations. Cause it's like, man, and I actually said this to the class. I'm like, guys, look, you're beating up on them for using GIFs. Did they create GIFs? Wasn't their generation that did it. Did their generation create the cell phone that you're complaining about them being on? No, your, your generation created it. So why the fuck are you beating up on these kids when you're the one who created the problems you're complaining about? You know? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't deal with millennials a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually on the younger side where I work. <laughs> as as wow. terrifying as that might be. Well, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm like 30 years younger than a decent number of people I work with. Not my team. Though. Yeah. Well, you have, I mean, you, your workplace is like, is crazy diverse compared to where I work. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I'm actually jealous, you know, when I it, went to that, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Christmas or whatever uh-huh. winter holiday, whatever it's called party. Yeah. Um, the Star the Wars annual, annual celebration, the annual celebration. Mm-hmm. And like, this is, it's, 
It was just such a, a, a diverse atmosphere. Yeah. I, did I tell you I'm on the diversity team? We're starting a new team. Oh, cool. And I'm like one of the only white males. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, fucking yes. This is what I left technology for. I'm sick of being in the room with just white dudes. All but the I time. was like, I was kind of, I was jealous of that because <laughs> my, my, where I work is nothing like this. Yeah. I mean, I, I work. In, in a rural part of the state. And you do a techno, technical job. Yeah. And I work for the government, <laughs> and yet, like, everybody around me is white. Um, they're, they're, at least there's, there's a, a, a good Gender. ratio of w- women. Well, you're in education management positions. Yeah. Um, but it's every almost everybody is white, and that, that it, it bothers me. Yeah. And it's... It, you suffer from it. I mean, not as much as it obviously would bother other people, but, <laughs> you know, I, I, I notice it all the time. And uh, it, it, I don't know what I can do about it. It's kind of a frustrating, weird thing. It's entrenched in certain... I mean, in technology, it was incredibly entrenched. I mean, yeah. it, it, everyone knows that, you know. It's, it's a failing of the tech industry to be diverse. Really, And really this is still it. better than the last place I worked. Which, which was a real tech... It was a bro-tech place. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. The, literally the worst. <laughs> I don't know if it gets much worse than that. Yeah, I never really dealt with full-on bro tech. Yeah. Just the failings of tech. It was obnoxious. Um, but anyway, congratulations on being on the diversity Thank you. committee, representing <laughs> white males. White males. Older white males now. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I might be like the older of the two white men, yeah. Ugh, I'm uh, old. I'm getting a lot of gray, dude. I'm a lot of gray in here. Shut up. <laughs> I love it, though, because it's like, it's like the temple's. I'm going to go Reed Richards, Stan Lee. <laughs> My goal is to be Tom Cruise in Collateral. Not the killing people part. But like the cool like salt and pepper thing. Oh, man. How are we doing on time? We got we're, we're good. One more thing here. We got time for one more thing. We got time for one more thing. The crazy shit that is going down now in the Catholic Church. Uh, so the Pope... I mean, I just want to... We are living in a fucking Dan Brown novel right now. <laughs> I mean, that's it's at that level. Um, okay, I'm only maybe peripherally aware of this. You're just talking about all the out, like the Pope acknowledging all the sexual abuse, or is there so? There's been a rift in the Catholic Church for a while. Okay, the Pope. Pe- people who want to have sex with young no, boys. And... Well, okay, the, right now the. The the big issue within the church is you've you've had this Catholic, the, this Pope who has been very progressive, right? Very, big very liberal, um, very by, by, non, ca- by Catholic standards. Yeah, by Catholic standards, um, he's been doing things that are that are going against tradition, against the a lot of the conservative elements of the. Didn't church. he say like hell is like it's in you? Um, maybe he's actually, he said a lot of cool things. Yeah. Um, like he said like hell isn't a literal place. It's like, it's, it's within you. Like it's, it's a place of self torture or something. If, if that's legit then you always have to be careful. Yeah. So this more conservative element of the, the church has been like really pissed off and like wanting to you know, excommunicate him, get rid of this guy. Um, and they don't really do that until he dies. Right. <laughs> Send up the white smoke. So. Very recently, um, I believe it's Car- uh, Cardinal Vigiano. Yeah, I see name. that name floating around. So this is one of the more conservative um, church higher-ups. Leaders, yeah. 
he all of a sudden, kind of out of nowhere, writes this letter that says, you know, this that Pope Francis knew about all yes. this stuff and has been covering up for Yep. Him. I did read that. And, you know, the the surface of this is that everybody's like, oh, my God, even the Pope knows all of this. Right. Even the Pope's in on it. Um, but it's still, it's still very Dan Brown. And this guy is very much in the, the camp of conservatives who would like to this Pope to step down. So we're just seeing politics at the, at the Vatican level. It's... I, I'm not saying that his, 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 he was lying in the letter, mm-hmm. but he would certainly have motivation to do so. Right, absolutely. And we, are, I think we're seeing more than anything is that the politics are are getting, like I said, this is getting Dan Brownish. Yeah. Um, and people need to, if, if you're paying any attention to any of this stuff, you know, things are going to start happening, I think. Hmm. And I think things are going to be revealed and it's going to get ugly. Um, my, my gut feeling is that Vigiano is at least stretching the truth right. to implicate the Pope. To tarnish him and maybe get him ousted. And I think it was a probably going to be a poor decision because it could be just so damaging to the Catholic Church it as just a whole. opens that box, the Pandora's box that yeah. I'm trying to keep closed. Yeah, I yeah whether that. it's true or not, um, this... I, I think this could be disastrous for the church. And people are just going to be like, no, fuck this. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be Catholic done. anymore. People yeah. are doing this. People are, I, people have been dropping off of Catholicism. And I think this is just going to accelerate that. You know, as, as a, as an open atheist, <laughs> I don't say it often, but I mean, I'd be surprised if anyone didn't know that who knows me. Um, you know, fuck Catholicism. <laughs> Fuck the church. Uh, we studied it pretty extensively in sociology at a more like political bent. And wow, they were really not good people <laughs> doing some really shitty stuff in the name of religion. Uh, so this is probably overdue. But <laughs> it is interesting how m- even more chaotic shit will get if that happens. Because it's easy to forget nowadays that the church is still very powerful. Yeah. And still everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, not just the United States, but, you know, no. world influence. Yeah. You know, the Vatican's not in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I had, to, I had to fly to another country to get there. <laughs> it's big. Very beautiful. Very big. Uh, so, well. So, anyway, keep an eye on that. That's going to get that's gonna get crazier and crazier. Maybe so, Mueller's work soon. in both cases. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you. Big shit's going to drop in about like a month and a half. <laughs> That's, I, I've i been more accurate in my predictions and stuff lately with the news. And I really think Mueller sees the writing on the wall. He's choosing country over party, unlike many of his colleagues. <laughs> and he's going to do it. The only thing he can do is drop the big shit close to the midterms. I, know. I can't even, I can't even speculate. I, I think Mueller's going at his own pace and he's not, I don't think he cares what the, I you know, I I don't know. He could be some sort of genius who is is playing a. I think he's playing the long 20 game. Twenty levels of chess. He's or, playing Vulcan chess, the the third level, with two yeah. two extra levels. Or maybe he's just getting his 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 ducks lined up, and you know, once a case is ready, he just is moving on it. That's entirely uh, possible. Um, the timing's still working out well. <laughs> yeah, but I the the credit I have to give him, and I, everybody probably well okay. Um, the Manafort trial, mm-hmm. 
the the most recent the, one. Yeah. The one there are there are uh, there's at least one more coming up. Well, and they tried to get out of it, but unless he makes a deal. Uh-huh. Um, but the one that that just ended not too long ago. Excuse me. Uh, I was worried about that. Yeah, I was too. With the, with the jury uh, deliberation, yeah, time. because the jury was deliberating for so long, yeah, for for days, and they kept going back to the judge and like asking questions, yep. and everybody's yep. like, mm, "What's gonna happen? <laughs> Don't let him get away with it." Yeah, I was sweating that. And then you know, it was like the last minute. It was oh, they that's a hung jury on some of the issues, but it's one person, and it turns out. But you're going to talk about the yeah. benefit here, yeah, yeah. This this it, is really cool. It, they 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 agreed on eight charges. Yep, which is guilty. Plenty. Yeah, that's enough. He's he's doing he's jail time. Yeah, clearly. Um, and then it comes out from some of the other jurors. They said, "Yeah, everybody totally agreed on all of the charges." The, the first woman to get except interviewed, for this one person. The first woman who got interviewed said, "I did not want to think Manafort was guilty. I'm a Trump supporter, and the evidence was overwhelming." But this yeah. other woman would not. Yeah, there were there were two Trump supporters in on the jury. Mm-hmm. Two two like diehard Trumpers. Her. Her and the other one. The and the other one, the other guy was like, yeah, I can't help, I can't deny this. So why was the holdout holding out? Well, no one knows, right? I don't know. But everybody else, even the other Trump supporter was right. like, this is, this is they, they got him. This, nailed yeah. him. this is obvious. This is he truth. did all this This shit. is true truth. Yeah. <laughs> but did you hear what the advantage to that happening is? The hung jury thing? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll get to that. Okay. You can get to that in a minute. But once I I realized, you know, once that came out, I just was so relieved because, mm-hmm. like, oh, these fuckers know what they're doing. Yes, <laughs> they put they put him on trial, but they like they had it down. They put together an a airtight bulletproof, yeah. bulletproof case mm-hmm. that even like a couple of diehard Trump supporters couldn't completely do away with and and i'm assuming the larger takeaway there that you're getting is no matter how fractured our reality may be when presented with irrefutable proof it is possible to make the right choice well that's a good sure that's i mean that that's what i took from that was oh (laughs) there's still hope for humanity yeah that's that's probably even more hopeful my 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 takeaway was that you know, Mueller knows what the fuck he's doing i've never had a doubt that just okay i i will not doubt you again sir he is the only one the only one who just won't respond yeah. to all of the shit. And that was my fear that they'd like put on some sort of like a, you know, they put up evidence and it was like people could maybe see it as right. a crime and maybe not. But no, it was like, oh, wow, that's what he did. OK, you got yeah. that. OK, yep, yep, yep. But then there's this other benefit to the 10. So out of 18 charges, mm-hmm. 10 are hung jury because of this one juror. Yes. And the crazy thing about that is it's really good for, like, truth and justice that that happened. Because if it ever came out that we have ever got to the point where we needed extra charges to make a case, Mm -hmm. you can't, you know, because of double jeopardy, you can't, uh, in the state that he was tried in, you can't try him again for those crimes. But a hung jury, he wasn't charged. Right. So there are 10 charges against him that are hung, which meant they were never decided, which means they can be brought back to trial. Yes. To take that a step further. Oh, please do. Um, I believe that the the fraud that happened was in the state of California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 
And if if California, if, if they wanted to do it this way, it's theoretically possible that the state of California could pick up and charge him with those 10, with those charges. ten remaining right. charges, which would make it a state-level felony mm-hmm. uh, conviction if oh, he gets convicted. Oh, which Trump can't... Which Trump can't pardon. pardon. I think that's actually what I was trying to get to. Yeah. And I sort of didn't sell that all the way. Yes. Yep. So it becomes... Yeah. So, so it, it wasn't done in where... the federal court. So Trump can pardon the, the current... Right. Even though everyone and their mother's saying, don't, it's yeah. Trump, you never know. <laughs> but yeah, yes, you're right. California could try and then his hands are tied. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's busy Googling himself. That helps me sleep at night. <laughs> it does. Also, Google's Google's response to his accusation oh, is pretty, God. pretty amazing. Ugh. Did you see it? It's just a point by point, like, here's what our font is. Here's the font in this. Wrong. Here's the way back time. Here's the way back machine. Here's the actual way back machine on that day. Wrong. By the way, this isn't. A State of the Union address, because it's a it's an address to Congress. <laughs> so none of you were right. <laughs> By the way, we didn't do this for Obama either. So it's just bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves, guys. The, uh, the, my favorite part of everything right now is the Don McGahn thing. Did you did you hear? You, I, so I, 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 there's so much going on that I haven't. You know, I'm it's not... hila- it's hilarious. So I, I'll, I'll end on this because right. it's a high note for us um so i was reading an article and you know before don mcgahn did this terrifying to the trump administration 30 hours of unfettered you know open dialogue right because he knows where all the bodies are (laughs) um so the white house counsel was told by the original trump lawyers are all gone you know yeah communicate or communicate cooperate with Mueller. let's just get through this and apparently a a colleague of, of mcgahn's turned to him and he said oh my God, Trump's setting me up. Because if I tell the truth of all the stuff that I've seen, I've witnessed, he can pin it on me and say he was just doing what I told him to and then he'll get off scot-free. <laughs> and so he held out, he held out. And then apparently he said to the same person like a little later, he goes, oh no. How did they, it was so funny the way they worded it. I, I grossly overestimated the level of intellect they were approaching this with. <laughs> And then he just fucking let it all out to Mueller's <laughs> team. That was the thought process behind that whole thing, which I just think is hilarious. So he, he thought he was being set up, but then he was like, oh, no, there's idiots. Because no one would be so <laughs> stupid as to tell him to tell the truth when they have done so much wrong, mm-hmm. right? So he's like, clearly they're setting me up. Oh, no, they are that dumb. <laughs> well, Mueller, buy me a beer. Have I got a couple of hundred <laughs> stories for you, my friend? We are buddies in space. You are. That's Michael Smith, and you are. And Michael Karasi. Take it away, Melanie. Buddies in Space is a Stolen Dress entertainment production. Visit StolenDress.com to check out other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books. We'll have fun in Canada. Yeah. Let me know if you want anything from Ikea. Yeah, yeah. We were thinking of maybe some stuff for Simon. We can can bring you back some more uh, interesting cheesecakes, too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't not eat them. Now, those are good, man. Those, yeah. You remember the the like the yep. thing of those little ones. Now, if you could bring back a ice cream cone that really, <laughs> with the ice cream in it, still, I'd really like that. Uh.